1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings. In Frisco, off of Preston, if you want to come out and see us. Well, you might just be like, I don't even care. I love delicious Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh. Fair enough. Or maybe it's the drink specials. Or maybe it's the fact that you can register to win a pair of Cowboys Packers playoff tickets. Oh my gosh. Being given away courtesy of Miller Lite. That, oh, my gosh, right there was from Mike Bassick. We also have Corey Majors and the return to our board of Chris Strong.
3: Yes, sir. What's up, guys? What's going on, Chris Strong? We're doing good today, man. It, did you make it into the studio before freezing? Because, you know, the thin people, Mike, you're always concerned about thinner people and their, and their yeah. ability to stay warm.
2: Dude, yeah. it's going to be painful out this weekend. Yeah, I have no padding whatsoever for this kind of stuff. So. It's
0: not going to get any better Monday or Tuesday, from what I understand. Either. Yes, it's that is true. We for, got this, guys. Hey, is th- that on the television? Is that Dried Mayo? Is that when did that happen uh,
3: this morning Yeah, this morning. We heard as whispers. we predicted yeah. yesterday on the show? We heard whispers of it yesterday and then we uh, and then this morning it was confirmed. So okay. now that's
2: from, quick from the five one two. Hey, Corey, I try to enter tickets, but the website only has the AM show. You said y'all are doing it, too. For our tickets, you need to come out to the Buffalo Wild Wings in Frisco to register and hopefully hang out, eat some delicious food and watch the show as well. Now. My question for you guys to start, and I've been thinking about this a lot while we've gone through the different ways, and Mike, I I know you believe it will be a fairly emphatic victory. So my question doesn't necessarily have to be just about this Green Bay game, but do you have faith in the Cowboys in close games? Because one of the things that we've talked about all year is this has been a fairly unusual season for the Cowboys in terms of most of their games have been blowouts. Now, unfortunately, a couple of them have gone against you. But for the most part, your games have been blowouts. The Cowboys are 3-2 in one possession games this year. And they've only won two games all season when they've trailed at any point after the first quarter. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, part of that... So don't trail after the first quarter is what we're learning. Now, part of that is also they've gotten out to really hot starts in the first quarter. But compare that to Green Bay. They have played 11 one-possession games this year, and the Cowboys have played five. The Packers are six and five in those games, but they've won five of their last six one-possession games. And that's one of the things I'm curious about is I, I realize, in theory, I think the Cowboys should win this game, and I think they should win it by 10 to 14 points. But if the game stays close on and on and on... This is a Green Bay team that's been through that situation week after week after week.
0: So the reason I worry about this bringing it up, I do think the Cowboys are going to win, uh, but the thing I worry about in that is the Cowboys have so much to lose, and I think in that the Cowboys start thinking, "Oh no, we can't lose." Right. I think Green Bay's going in this game with nothing to lose. If I that makes sense, it. I understand their season will be over. They understand their season will be over if they don't win. But they're going in it going, in a way, hey, what an accomplishment to make the playoffs. Let's go to Dallas and see if we can shock everybody and win this game. And if it gets to the fourth quarter and it's within one score, either yeah. way, I think all of a sudden Green Bay is like, we're going to do this. And I think the Cowboys are going to think, oh, my God, this can't be happening. Yeah. And so that's what scares me in this game, if it is very close in the fourth quarter, is the attitudes on both sides of the field?
3: I would, I would be scared if the offensive coordinator was still Kellen Moore, because I don't think Kellen Moore really had a plan for what to do when down and like when you have to okay. do these things now. Do I trust Mike McCarthy's clock uh, in close games? You. I still have questions, man. I mean, I, he That's a nice way to put it. I do not. His decisions to say, you know what, I decided I'm going to be aggressive now. And you're like, why? You, th- you weren't aggressive before in this instance, and it worked out. Or his decision to say, I'm going to be very conservative. I never know which one I'm going to get in those instances. So I think uh, trying to win the game is the most important thing rather than trying not to lose it, obviously. Uh, but I do think that he pays attention to details. That are going to matter in those moments, whereas I thought like Dak Prescott not knowing what his ro- job was against San Francisco a few years ago, what he was supposed to do there. Uh, the 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 I think that this team has a little. I think Dak has the the. Uh, the experience to slow it down a little bit whenever it's late in the game, and I think that's going to matter for them. You
2: him. just used a really important word right there, experience. So Green Bay enters the postseason with a combined 74 games of playoff experience. That's the fewest any Packers team has had going into the playoffs, and you understand why with the turnover of the quarterback and everything like that. Since the 1993 Green Bay Packers, who also lost two. The Cowboys. The 1993 Cowboys. And they went on to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then one concerning thing when Mike was talking about if you get to the fourth quarter and it's really close or you're behind and you're like, this can't be happening again, is I understand every season stand on stands on its own. So this might be more for fans than players. Mm-hmm. Is since 96, the Cowboys have been won and done seven times. Shut up. That is the second most in football behind only the Colts now one and done doesn't necessarily mean you lost in the wild card round one and done could be hey you got the bye and then you lost in the divisional round which obviously the Colts have done that plenty and we've seen the Cowboys do that as well but I think for Cowboys fans that's where the extra level of pressure comes in right is like hey I've seen this so many times for the and for the Cowboys I just don't know like I guess I don't necessarily know if they're going to be on that drive and Dak's going to be like oh, I'm never going to hear the end of this. Or Mike McCarthy's like, oh, no, am I going to get fired or anything like that? If they're in that sort of a competitive spot at the end, I don't thinking, know. I don't you- think
0: those will enter their minds. It's just going and I you got very specific there. I think they'll just think, oh, my God, we can't lose yeah. this game. And I don't think that will ever really enter Green Bay's head if it's really close. I'm not saying that Green Bay will win because they have the attitude of holy crap. We're we might here. win this game. Yeah. You know, I, I just think that they're going to be almost in a – it's the worst way to play sports, and it doesn't matter. We're all humans, and we all get to this point. I mean, I know I'm bragging here, but nothing against Brian Adams or Garland or whatever. North but Garland. North Garland. But if I'm Duncanville, we have everything to lose and nothing to gain playing you guys. You guys have everything to gain and nothing to lose. That's the way the Green Bay Packers are looking at this. And so when you get into a tight game against a – I can't believe we might win this thing. That is a good attitude to have because you're going at it like nothing to lose. I want to say bees to the wall, but I'm not sure if I can say that. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, you're fine. But the other side of it is we're looking at each other going, oh, crap. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't believe that if we don't make the right plays in the right moment, we might lose this game. And you, and start, so, not I think game you yeah, start not trusting the game plan. You start not trusting things. I think things. the Cowboys have great confidence going into this game. I think the Cowboys are going to win by double digits. But if it is a one-score game, there will be – think about all the fans. Oh, yeah. How you're going to feel yes. if the score is 24-20 to 20, either way.
3: A million percent. With 10
0: minutes to go in this game.
3: Would you rather, Kevin, be up early and things get tight in the end or – have a slow start and then, uh, you know, be able to, to work it down at the end. I think. And, and also, do you want the ball in Dak's hands or do you want the ball? Yeah, no, you I, the ball I, in I do. I,
2: I do want the ball in Dak's hands late. If push comes to shove, I think I would rather be up early And I understand I saw somebody just shake their head no. Because in my mind, I'm trying to bend the rules of the question. Because usually when the Cowboys have gotten up early, they've put the boots to somebody. But I realize that was not your actual question. I get it, man. And then, Corey, should we be concerned is... never. You might change your mind. From the 210, I'll be there in an hour in full Packers gear. What?
3: Why? To the... Oh, you're wearing like a helmet and you're wearing like shoulder pads. (laughs) I was thinking more like a shirt and a hat. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you wear cleats in here because that floor you might slip and that's an injury thing. Like I don't want to deal with that today, man. But if you're wearing a helmet. You know, you should be okay. Yeah, you'll be all right. Yeah.
2: Nobody in the NFL's ever got hurt wearing a helmet. Not a
3: single time.
2: We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 (laughs) through the fan. We're live at (laughs) Buffalo Wild Wings in Frisco, 3211 Preston Road. If you want to come see us coming up next. I'm excited about this topic. Which player has the most to prove or the most at stake in this year's NFL playoffs? We'll do it next right here. Call from
1: mom. Answer it. Call silenced. odyssey celebrates mother's day brought to you by t-mobile you can count on t-mobile to help you stay connected on america's largest 5g network
2: listen to every mlb game live the deep
4: left center field it is high
3: it is far it is god
2: stream minor league affiliates
3: the midwest league home run leader
2: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month.
4: Deep left
3: field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game.
2: Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Fan. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. That's my vote right there. I think it is Lamar Jackson, but which player do you think has the, you can call it the most approved, you could say the most at stake in this year's NFL playoffs? I think Lamar Jackson leads the list, but I think there are a lot of viable options.
3: I, I have a top list. I have a top seven list. Ooh, so, or top six. Seven I, don't seven. Know how to, I don't know how to count. Uh, top eight at eight. Um, but I do have a, a small list that I put together and compiled, it like Kevin. Uh, so, it, we can go through it. But I do think Lamar, for me, is number one t- as well. Yep. Uh, because like, he got the big contract, he's had an MVP already, he's, he's had gotcha. lack of playoff success, and now you add to it that he he's about to probably get another yep. MVP, yep. Uh, and then everybody's saying that he's garbage. So everybody out there that's saying that he's garbage, he gets to prove or gets to prove them right or wrong. Either way, he gets an opportunity to go out there, but I think he has the most to try to prove people right. Uh, but I put Brock Purdy on the list uh, instead oh. of Lamar, in my opinion, as well, because... Last year, everybody is saying last year's team would have beat the Eagles if Brock Purdy would have been healthy, yeah, and they would have been Super Bowl champions, and he's been really good this year, so all the most to prove in this respect is is everything that they said right from last year, and I know he's got a great team around him, and so does Lamar Jackson. Brock Purdy's right there in the mix for he's been there all season for MVP so I think that I think Brock Purdy has a lot to prove because winning and getting and advancing and going further is very important for. What everybody's been trying to consider him as more than just a bus driver, an actual like legitimate star quarterback. Okay,
2: I'm really I am really intrigued by that. And that I, I think that is a good answer. I, I tend to I flipped one of these in this order from the 806. They said Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Dak Prescott in that order. I have those same three at the top, but I'm gonna go Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, and Josh Allen. So I'm gonna put Josh Allen third. Because I will say this, Josh Allen has more playoff wins than the first two combined. I'm not saying there isn't pressure on him, especially they've been on freaking fire going into the playoffs. But I think there's more pressure on Dak just because more people inherently care about the Dallas Cowboys. Like, they care about the Buffalo Bills. And if Buffalo were to lose this weekend, it would be like, oh, what happened to the streaking Bills? But if the Cowboys lose, it's going to be nonstop – can Dak ever really win in the playoffs? Can blah, 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 blah. It's just going to go on and on and on and on. So I think my list goes Lamar, Dak, then Josh Allen.
3: Can I ask you a question about, I know this is taking up a different amount of time, but I know you've said NFC Championship is like your goal yes, getting to there. Correct. And I know whenever we talked Andrew Luck, there was always this. Yeah, there's the steady progression. Right. What if that's as far as Dak can get, though? Like, what if that's that's it, man? That's capped. Uh, cause I think in your mind, NFC championship means you are prepared for next year to get to that spot. That is true. The Super Bowl. That is true. If that's a great, where, question. where are you emotionally with that? Kevin, I think I want to know about your feelings. Okay.
2: I think this year I'm like, if you make it to the NFC championship game and lose, I'm totally fine with that. And I understand people are going to get mad about that. And they're like, you need to win the Super Bowl. Great. If you told me my two options are NFC Championship game and lose or win the Super Bowl, obviously I'd rather win the Super Bowl. But it does seem like a step to me that you haven't been there in 28 years. And if you hit that step, then you don't have to listen to Nimrods anymore saying, oh, they'll make never make it this far. okay? But
3: then you'll have to go to the next step.
2: But you're right. If all he ever does is make it to the NFC Championship game, it'll be a disappointment.
3: See, in, in my mind, Mike, Jerry Jones goes, okay, I've satisfied that, and now I can I can break back down, and I don't have to invest as much. I like what he's built. I like what the Cowboys have built, the talent they've put around, the coaches they have. This roster is really good, and I think that if Jerry Jones gets to that point, he can be like, I can find somebody that can do more with less. See, I
2: – I actually think it could go in the opposite direction. Where he
3: goes all in finally? Yes, because okay. they, all all,
2: right. they always like, hey, you can carry over that salary cap space. And they're like, hey, we never make it past the divisional round. If they were to win, depending on the San Francisco game, like if you lost that 49 to nothing, I don't know if that would end up making a difference. But let's say you lost a respectable, competitive game to San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. I think then they would be like, ah, so this is why people go all in. It's because we're right there. Interesting. Okay. So – I know
0: I love sports cards. I know you love sports cards too, Kevin. I do. So this is how much somebody has to lose. Lamar Jackson's Donruss rated rookie card to start the year was $5. It's $30 right now. It's gone so up 600%. Just, so just to give you an idea what Lamar Jackson did to his story to the people who collect cards. It went from $5 to $30. Dak wasn't having that big of a raise, but his raise was going up. He had kind of doubled his prices. As soon as they got blown out by Buffalo and then lost to Miami, it all went down to about where he started the year at. Now, they're a little bit more. They're not back down to where it was in right. August, September. But just to show you, Dak's, and not, it's not his fault. The Cowboys' fall at the end of the year brought Dak's prices back down to, it's only about a 10 to 20% raise in what he's done this year. Lamar Jackson right now, and it's not every card is this much, but you just said a 600% raise. Everybody has assumed that, that Lamar Jackson's winning the Super Bowl this year. I know that we can say, we're not on Sports Talk Radio, or I'm not if you're listening. Everybody who invests their money in cards already believes Lamar Jackson has won the Super Bowl. If he does not win the Super Bowl that card i 'm just giving you a base card will go down to ten dollars, yeah, so will it be more than when he started the year? Yes, it will, but if he wins i don 't know how much more it can go up, but that's what everybody assumes at this point.
2: I had a trio of non quarterbacks or oh I, yeah, I got group two I got two other non quarterbacks, excuse me, Christian McCaffrey and Micah parsons okay and I realize Michael Parsons is still really young in his career, but he's been out front in terms of he's the best player. He desperately wants to be the leader or one of the leaders, and he talks about it a lot. And so do you think there's, like, amplified focus on him because of that, or there's just amplified focus because he's so good?
3: Uh, Because uh, he's so good. Okay. I think the focus is definitely because he's so good. Uh, that, That stands out for sure. But the leadership part of it... Uh, I mean, and the, the fact that he wants to, and he wants to be great. Like that's a, that's a huge factor there too. Uh, I had Dan Campbell on there also, oh, because I think Dan Campbell, like this is a lot of pressure. This is a lot of pressure. I I guess this is two different things there being at home in front of a crowd that doesn't get to see it that often being who he is. He's taken over as the face of that team, not Jared Goff, right? Does he just,
2: does he just need to win that one game? And then he's off the hook for now. Maybe so. Maybe okay. so. so. I'm just curious. And, yeah.
3: and Mike McDaniel's needs a, needs to win one or two. Yeah, uh, because he has a really good team now. Injuries have plagued them. They are in a big trouble injury wise. Uh, but that's a dude right there who they haven't been able to get over Buffalo. They've. I mean, I think uh, in in his years now, they might be he might be all defeated against Buffalo. Uh, and and they wanted to win the division against Buffalo last week, and they couldn't do it at home. So I think that he has a lot on his plate. And then, Kevin, the last one I threw on there was the entire Eagles team. I think the entire Eagles team has a lot to prove based on what they were before the season – what they turned into at the end of the season, and who knows what they are right now, especially when you're starting to see the whispers that Sirianni could be fired after this season after going to the Super Bowl last year. What a crazy turn of events that would be.
2: We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105. Through the fan, we're live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Frisco off of Preston. Come out and see us, and you can register to win those pair of Cowboys playoff tickets courtesy of Miller Lite. Coming up next, we will talk... With Dallas Cowboys owner and GM, Jerry Jones, right here on 105 Through The Fan. see Masterpiece back here on Through The Fan, live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Frisco, off of Preston, and right now, brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. It is the Dallas Cowboys owner and general manager. It is playoff
4: Jerry Jones. Good morning, sir. Good morning, man. It's good to be on with you. It's a, it's a matter of fact it's a privilege and exciting uh, i just can't tell you i wish i could stay at this state anticipation of the game and talk about what might be visions of sugar plums so to speak i wish i could just stay like this for about two months
2: i i see that but hopefully in about a month you won't feel that way and you'd be like no no this is the best feeling <laughs> in the world me. yeah
4: absolutely <laughs> so oh, yeah well, i agree i agree that it is and it's so bad. The other day when we were watching that game up in Washington, and I'm sitting there, and and uh, I'm about a six inches to a foot away from my wife and and uh, my daughter-in-law, and we just got our kick blocked and then turned around, and had the interception, and uh, my daughter-in-law showed a little picture of my great-granddaughter to my wife, and they're sitting there, kind of looking, talking about it. And that bothered me so bad, I said, I guess y'all are going to just sit here and have normal chatter while we're getting – the life goes before us. That just shows you what kind of shape you can be in. Of course, I felt terrible about that later, but it uh, shows where your mind gets. They have to That's be used to that no, level do.
2: of intensity, though, on game day, right? they they got to be used to that.
4: <laughs> well, the facts are we don't sit like that except uh, on the road. You know, I sit separately and watch the game separately and sit in an area with uh, uh, Steven and Clay and uh, my other son, Jerry, and my grandsons. And yeah. uh, we uh, have our communications around, and so um, that's where we normally watch the game.
2: Of that bunch, who is the most intense, for better <laughs> yeah. or worse, in the group of people that you <laughs> normally watch games with?
4: Well, the one that can handle it the least is me. <laughs> uh but i would say it is uh uh it's it's even i'd say everybody in there is uh, uh highly focused they're focused on uh, uh, the the technical nuances of everything going on carefully analyzing it and uh, uh, articulating uh, what they think happened on a given play it's a good place to be because there are a lot of sharp eyes in there people that know what they're looking at know what they're talking about and uh, Uh, it's a for me it's a great place to uh, get a good uh, overview of what's uh, what we're doing out there
2: as you guys head into the playoffs or the playoffs will begin imminently I'm curious what do you think is the biggest adjustment your team has made along the way to the playoffs or perhaps the biggest adjustment they still need to make in the playoffs because for me obviously penalties jumps to
4: mind well I I think that uh, we've got to go back to that old fundamental and that is Uh, Football uh, is really predicated on repetition. Uh, The uh, rehearsing or the practicing is all about repetition. And uh, you fundamentally, uh, over and over and over again, uh, execute the same situations and the same uh, uh, athletic, uh, uh, athletic decision and effort. What I'm seeing is the coordination between Dak and our receivers. I'm seeing the coordination uh, uh, in the offensive line. Uh, I'm seeing that improving. Uh, I uh, do think that the uh, pre-snap penalties are less likely to happen now than before uh, the early part of the season. So I see improvement across the board on the defensive side of the ball, uh, I think we've gotten uh, better uh, at uh, what we're going to be doing in the run game for the playoffs. We knew we needed to. We drafted that way, uh, and then uh, again, I just I can hardly talk about where we were when we started as opposed to where we are today without uh, talking about our uh, the availability of our players. We're healthy. Uh, as healthy as I've ever seen us uh, and healthy being the uh, long-term seasonal duration of a season ending injury. Certainly we uh, don't have digs or corner out there. And uh, uh, I'm sitting here uh, talking at my kitchen table and my wife is sitting there knocking on wood. give You <laughs> an idea of how superstitious you are, but our, our health is a key thing. Availability is a key thing.
3: Jerry, what, is, what does comfortable mean to you? And, and by that, like, do you find motivation in discomfort? And, and Kevin, I know we've, we've talked with the Marcus Lawrence a couple of years ago, and he was like, find you know, be comfortable with the uncomfortable. What defines comfort or maybe even settling for you?
4: I think uh, 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 the word for me would be uh, 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 tolerance, tolerance for ambiguity, the words. Tolerance for ambiguity, and I think that to the unknown, uh, the what's right around the corner, the what's coming up next, uh, 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 your own expectations, the expectations of the challenge that you're facing, uh, the ability to execute uh, with a, uh, a tolerance of the unknown is the best thing I do. I have a high tolerance for ambiguity. And uh, 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 let me give you an example. A riverboat gambler, a true professional riverboat gambler, sitting on the riverboat, he can be his most charming, his most clever, and think his best when the next card that's turned over could have him thrown off the boat and out in the river or have him on the boat. That's when he's best. If you try to put him in a situation where he knows exactly what the results what the, what's going to happen at the end of the week. He's going to get his check at the end of the week. Uh, if you put him in that, he won't be as good as he is. He won't have his best quality showing forward. The guy, that, uh, uh, though, that needs the check at the end of the week could be just as good. He just has to know what's there at the end of the week so he can concentrate on the job at hand. So there, it's, it doesn't mean one is better than the other. It just means one operates in that arena better. And um, so as that uh, uh, manifests itself in uh, 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 tight uh, spots, stress, uh, angst, uh, a lot of those situations that cause that, uh, uh, some people are great at angst. Some people uh, need a little better, uh, clearer uh, road path, and they can get it done, too, by uh, executing in those times. So anyway, that's a long-winded way of saying uh, I think I do better in stress.
3: I like that riverboat I I analogy.
4: I know I do better when I'm uh, when I've uh, uh, in a, in a, uh, uh, when I've been hit hard. Uh, I think my best times have been coming back, rather than dealing with success. Well, right now, no frauds, by the way, failure <laughs> is a fraud. Success is a fraud. Both of them are equally as fraud, and they can tear you up. Success can and failure. And so you need to be able to handle both those frauds because they're not real, but they sure impact you
3: when you look at this coaching staff and this team do any have do any of them look comfortable to you right now
4: not at all not at all now now i mean we're we're, we're uptight but cool, but cool uh, but uh, man, everybody understands what's on the line uh, this is a uh, that this, this is a lifetime opportunity. Uh, these things stay with you forever. I was on a golf cart with Darrell Royal down in Austin at one of our golf tournaments that, uh, to kick our training camp off years ago for the Cowboys. And I was riding around with Coach Royal, and Coach Royal was talking about the game that I had played in when uh, he was number one in the nation, and uh, we were number four, and uh, we ended up winning the game. But in that game, we had—he had, uh, he had uh, Texas. Uh, Texas had an 11-play drive, uh, and this is 25 years earlier. And while I was in that golf cart, we went. While I was driving the cart, and he was talking. He went over every play in that 11-play drive and remembered the play and remembered who caught it and the result of it and the next play he called. He had never forgotten those things. You don't ever forget these great moments uh, in your time, and this time can be that for the Dallas Cowboys. But, of course, we know it can end in uh, three hours when you start it.
2: Now, looking at the Packers, I'm curious your thoughts about Jordan Love. And I know he isn't a rookie, but how tough can it be for a younger quarterback in their first playoff start?
4: Well, I really have burned in my mind uh, their play over the last six, seven ball games. Right. Boy, that's been impressive. Yep. Because that's classic. They started off. Uh, they uh, uh, weren't, uh, uh, weren't as successful, of course, they've been the last six, seven games. But uh, uh, they dealt with that, but more importantly, this is a young team. I think the youngest one in the NFL, Green Bay Packers. And so they do what great, good, great young teams do, and that is they just get better. They don't know any better, and they get better. And so we're dealing with a young group that is on the come. (laughs) Having said that, we know how talented they are. Uh, Make no mistake about it. This guy can play quarterback, and they've got some really outstanding receivers. And so uh, uh, as well as we just know that any team in the NFL, hello, Arizona, Mm -hmm. (laughs) any team in the NFL can beat you. And uh, this home field advantage thing, uh, uh, there's a reason why this streak is the longest one in the NFL right now because you can get beat on home field too. So uh, we've got all the reason in the world to uh, uh, really be uh, uh, leery and really be prepared and think like we're playing in the uh, like we're actually playing in the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, I was listening to a player yesterday talk about playing under Belichick, and he said uh, Coach Belichick coached us up not to even begin to think about the end of the ball game. Don't even think about it. And he said, consequently, I never thought about the end of the ball game until the last four or five plays. You've got to think about what's at hand and what is happening on that play or the next play, or if you're on the bench, next time you go out there. You can't think that far ahead and be as successful as you want to be to execute your assignment. Well, that's very telling because I think that's what you're into here with us. And that's what we're into with the Green Bay Packers. We better be thinking about uh, the uh, next five minutes in the first quarter, not even as far away as the half or the end of the game, and then go from there.
2: Not to go off topic too much or anything like that, but since you did mention Bill Belichick in the span of about 48 hours, Pete Carroll, 72, Nick Saban, 72, Bill Belichick, 71 all gone from their current position or they retired. I don't question the greatness of any of them at all. I am always curious, though, how big of a factor do you think age is when it comes to connecting with those younger players?
4: Uh, I think you have to develop uh, a technique. Uh, I think when you're, uh, you're close in age, you have one way of uh, convincing, motivating uh, as you move along, uh, if you're dealing with the right kind of human beings, uh, there's more deference to an older person, more deference to recognizing uh, what they can give you with their experience. But the guy doing it, the coach, has to start using it that way rather than when he was the same age as the player. Mm. And so it, uh, uh, it, it it depends upon... Uh, uh, really, uh, the coach's ability to adjust, God gives us some extra knowledge as we move on away from not being in the same generation. You better learn how to use that, and you had sure better use it because uh, if you're not going to uh, kid them and you're not going to be real if you try to act like they are at 30 when you're 60, but as long as you act 60, and you use the kinds of things that they don't have, you've got something to offer.
3: Jerry, you can you can look at headlines. I was looking at there was Tyreek Hill's talking about. I got to be focused because you know his house was caught on fire the other day. There are players and coaches moving all over the place. Lots of distractions outside of the building, and coaches and players like they see that stuff but how important is it for your guys to be focused on, on this moment?
4: Well, I, I'll be very candid with you. Uh, I Don't worry about that. Uh, they clearly uh, are savvy enough to understand what this means to them individually. And more importantly, these guys really are committed to each other, and they don't want to let the other one down. And they know everybody's counting on them. And this is a team thing to be trite. It takes 11 people to snap the ball out there. Anyone can screw it up. And so they have a very impressive uh, accountability to each other. And that's a big, big thing. And then they have their own accountability because they know that in front of every one of their teammates, much less in front of 30 million people, that when they go out there and have a pre-snap offsides penalty or they go out there and miss a tackle in a key game like that, they know that everybody in their world is going to know it. And if they, for instance, don't have a complete effort on a play and you do it at the wrong time here in the playoffs with the Dallas Cowboys, millions could see you not have given everything you had to take the right angle and cut him off. Now, if that isn't enough to get you going, you're in the wrong place. And these guys aren't in the wrong place. They're ready.
3: Is there a part of the GM or owner's job to, to help keep those distractions, keep, uh, keep them focused? Is there something that, that is part of your job that you have to do?
4: No. I think, uh, uh, frankly, uh, be real, uh, only uh, uh, just be ourselves. Uh, everybody out there knows what's at stake. Uh, all you've got to do is go out to the star and walk out on that practice field uh, and you know this is serious stuff.'re uh, uh, we're, uh, uh, we're not playing around out there if you look around at uh, what all we do to put them on the field this is serious business. They know they, they know what's at stake and this is the time to do it the best you'll ever do it and uh, so my point is uh, everywhere around these players everywhere around these coaches is huge commitment in every definition financial uh, interest focus got so many things depending on running a play that go all the way out to uh, the, uh, the economics the uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the fans of the tradition, uh, the, the holding it up for great players that have played before you—you you just name it; you can put it out there. Uh, I don't even think you have to go down a list if you're a player. Uh, I know this—that uh, I, I always felt that uh, as a player, that everybody from five to ninety-five that was a fan of the Razorbacks would give anything to be in my shoes. And so I just happen to be in these shoes right now on this play and a chance to do something about it. And I'm not gonna let all these people that wish they could be in my shoes down. I'm gonna get it done as best I can.
2: Well I get that. last thing I had for you is you're great telling us about the business of football. I was curious if you could give us any insight about there is definitely some frustration from fans about the Streaming exclusive Chiefs and Dolphins game this weekend. Can you walk us through how that might be the future of football on TV versus how important broadcast TV is?
4: Variety. Just, uh, I think the right word there is uh, uh, you're 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 going to see a variety and have the opportunity to uh, watch the NFL. In a variety of ways. But the one premise that the NFL has always had, and it's why in my mind that we have the viewing audience that we have today, and that is called free television. And we have always made sure that no matter what, that our games are available to the millions, the mass. And so we've never restricted it. Some sports have actually uh, narrowed it down to where they didn't even uh, have it on horse racing. But you can directly point to, in my mind, uh, the demise of of interest in sport with the concept of the more visible you make it, the more accessible you can make it, uh, the more the sport has thrived. And, of course, the NFL has always had the premise, I'll assure you of that, my entire years in the NFL, has been the more people that can see it, the better off we are. Will you from time to time see ways that you have to work to uh, see it? Uh, Yeah, that's kind of the, the, the way technology and opportunity to zero in with different technology of watching games and enjoying the games have come about. But what you're seeing is just a variety of ways, and you'll never see a time for the NFL ever. When it's not available to the broadest of masses of any programming, much less sports that you know about.
2: Excellent, excellent. Appreciate the insight as always, and your team now four wins away from being world champions.
4: Man, I can't stand it, and I haven't slept. And uh, it's just, uh, it, it, I can remember back when I was seven, eight, nine, ten, and Santa Claus was coming. And I just couldn't stand it. And if you asked me what I wanted, I would just almost pee down my leg. I'd be so nervous to even say it. That's the kind of feeling I have here.
2: I love it. I think there's a lot of people right there with you. We will catch up with you next week, good sir. Have a good one, Jerry.
3: Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.
2: There you go. Go
3: seize everything, Kevin. Jerry Jones right here (laughs) on 105.3 The Fan. Santa Claus made him that excited. That's awesome that uh, that Santa got him that excited. I need to revisit my childhood.
2: (laughs) Just think about that for just a second. We're going to radically shift gears here real quick. Mavs? Not Mavs. But since Mike broke the news yesterday that MLB thought Jonah Heim retired, the Rangers did go out and sign another catcher. It, it is, makes
0: sense after MLB network announced Jonah Heim is not in the league anymore. <laughs> they had to go They needed to do something. Yes, and <laughs> that
2: is they picked up Andrew Kisner who will no doubt agitate Basick because of the way his last name is spelled. It is
3: spelled weird. Yeah, I there's
2: a n after k. That is true. It is which a silent. Which no makes sense because
0: usually you silence the k.
2: Right. And pronounce the n. I'm, I'm telling you, I feel very confident it is Kisner and not Nisner. Okay. So... Andrew Kisner we were talking about this I don't know like a few weeks ago about it's not likely that Sam Huff would be your backup catcher and obviously any thoughts you had about platooning Garver went out the window when he moved on down the road so this seems like the most the the option for backup catcher.
0: yeah and obviously uh Tolo asked us before the show started he's the backup catcher he's on the major league team he's the backup catcher as long as uh, Heim and Kisner are healthy. Those are your two catchers on the roster. Yeah, Heim's would, the top five catcher. Yeah. I would be surprised. Would no, I don't know where he is. <laughs> Maybe he's just a backup who made the all-star team and won the gold glove and led a team to a World Series from behind the plate. That bum.
2: <laughs> <to MLB> Network. <laughs> what have you done for me recently? Mm-hmm. Literally caught the last game of the baseball season. That we but
0: uh, yeah, that, those are your two catchers. I think for Sam Huff, uh, he'll go to spring training with the Texas Rangers with, I would say, a small opportunity to make the team. But if one of those catchers is hurt, I think Sam Huff is
2: your third yeah.
0: catcher who will start in triple-A.
2: So Andrew Kisner picked up from the Cardinals, I believe it's a one-year, 1. 1.8, perhaps $1.875 yeah. million dollar deal. I right think about
0: there. like a guy like Hedgie, who in I know T5. Hedges. It's just amazing to me he was on the World Series team. I know we gotta go here, but he's on the World Series team and everybody knows he can't really hit but he's a good catcher. Didn't he get four million dollars? I thought it was three,
3: but yeah, either three, way, three, yeah. Three,
0: yeah. It's more
2: than they're giving Kisner, so yeah. I
3: think there were incentives that could have gotten it to four though. Okay. i I'm, I'm not sure, but
2: we're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through The Fan. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Frisco off of Preston. They are open. They've been open. We are been rolling tolos and twolos in here, and you have your opportunity to register to win a pair of Cowboys Packers playoff tickets, courtesy of Miller Lite.
3: Did you see the stuff? Did you see the swag we got Ooh. over there, dude? The camo swag? Is that a
2: camo CD jersey? And a
3: camo hoodie. I think there's another one over A couple of shirts over there as well. So that's stuff. Mike, we do have stuff to give away. Hey, there? Good.
2: You could win a camo CD lamb jersey and then cut a side deal with me. All right. Lots of reasons (laughs) to come out here (laughs) to Buffalo Wild Wings. Coming up next in Frisco, we will talk with Dallas Cowboys insider Mickey Spagnola right here on 105.3 The Fan.
1: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.